to the El Montecito School U.S. History Podcast for Wednesday, May 21st, 2014. In 1819 on this day, bicycles were first seen in New York City, although the name bicycle would not be coined for another 50 years. The device itself looked much different, having been invented two years earlier by a German, Baron Karl von Davis, who attached a wooden frame with a seat to two large wheels. The rider would sit on the seat with their feet barely touching the ground and propel themselves by pushing off and balancing when they got a bit of speed. The first reports were of people called swift walkers who sped past pedestrians in New York. Many accidents in Europe were blamed on these machines, and in some cities they were banned. But in the United States, they led to a series of human-powered wheeled vehicles. Pedals, which helped the rider continually move the machine forward, were not added until the 1870s. In 1832, the Democratic Party held its first national convention on this day. Throughout the early 1800s, the Democrat-Republican Party had become the only functioning political party in the United States. But in 1824, the party split into Democrats and Republicans. The leading politician in this new party was Andrew Jackson, who was nominated by a small caucus of Democrats and who, with his running mate John Calhoun, won the 1828 presidency. However, late in Jackson's term, Vice President Calhoun resigned over some differences he had with the president, and when Jackson sought re-election, the party decided to hold a national convention to choose a new running mate. The delegates chose Martin Van Buren to be the new vice presidential candidate, and more importantly, created a spirit of uniformity within the new party. Jackson won renomination in 1832, Van Buren went on to the presidency in 1836, and both political parties have held conventions to nominate leaders and spread their platforms ever since. In 1891, one of the longest boxing matches on record took place in San Francisco, California, between Jim Corbett and Peter Jackson. Gentleman Jim Corbett, as he was known, was an actor as well as a fighter and is widely credited with turning boxing from a sport of brawling to one of strategy. Jackson was a widely regarded black fighter who would never get the chance to box for the title due to his race. Both were boxing instructors at rival athletic clubs, and their fight took place in the early days of the Queensberry Rules, where boxers wore gloves instead of fighting bare-knuckled, but where the bout only ended when one boxer was knocked out. For the first 14 rounds, the action was pretty dramatic, and in the 17th, Corbett seemed to hurt Jackson, but by the 30th round, not only were both boxers still standing, they seemed to become too tired to even fight. By the 41st, they were walking around the ring, fighting their fatigue more than their opponent, and after the 60th round, the referee said that if the fighters didn't start trying, nobody would win the $10,000 prize money. However, the 61st round saw neither man throw a hard punch, and at the end of the round, instead of calling the match a draw, which would have entitled each fighter to receive half the money, he ruled it a no contest. Corbett, however, later defeated Jim Sullivan for the World Heavyweight title and was later inducted into the Boxing Hall of Fame. And in 1956, on this day, the U.S. exploded a hydrogen bomb in the Pacific Ocean over the Bikini Atoll. 
The bomb was one of a series of tests that were conducted in the 1950s to record the damage of hydrogen bombs, which were much more powerful than those used against Japan in World War II. All of the bombs were named after Native American tribes, and the one detonated on this day, the Cherokee, was 200 times more powerful than the first atomic bomb dropped on Hiroshima. More importantly, while most of the hydrogen bombs were detonated on the ground, the Cherokee was dropped from a plane flying at a height of 50,000 feet and exploded a little less than a mile from the ground. Ironically, the planes dropped the bomb more than four miles off target, so most of the scientific data they were to gather was lost. But the pictures that were taken of the blast showed the Soviet Union that the Americans had the capability to drop such bombs from the air, and many say that helped slow the escalation of the Cold War. Today's theme is wisdom. Benjamin Franklin once said, The doorstep to the temple of wisdom is a knowledge of our own ignorance. And President Theodore Roosevelt said, Nine-tenths of wisdom consists of being wise in time. This has been the El Montecito School U.S. History Podcast. Produced by Nate Conklin, this is Mark Bates with music by Olivia Bates. When you cross the street, be sure to look both ways into the past and ahead to the future. <laughs>